Hello everyone, welcome to the new season of the Digital Adoption Show. There are already five episodes live and I'm sure you're really enjoying what's happening in season three. I'm your host for the episode, Tamana Chanana, and I head the global growth marketing here at Wartvex. And today's episode is all about getting the job done. Interesting, isn't it? Since its origin is from marketing and innovation, I have all my ears here. So I'm really excited to host Gil Dearson, who is a learning innovation leader at a new spring. He connects people, ideas, and innovation in the global L&D community. In this role, he focuses on sharing the latest insights with L&D professionals to inspire them to design, develop, and deliver learning the best way. He also works as a consultant at Challenge Leadership Development Academy, the company he co-founded, and he's a regular speaker at international conferences. Welcome to the show, Gail. Thank you, Tamana. Uh, great yeah. that you invited me. Yeah. The pleasure is all ours, and I'm sure this episode would really be fun. So to start with, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, your experience as an L&D professional, the organizations you have worked with, and your journey so far in the L&D space. Yeah, I'm happy to do so. And it's uh, about 30 years now. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Means I'm, uh, I'm an old man now, but uh, with a young mind, let's say. Huh? So uh, I now work for a, a new spring that's a blended learning platform uh, focused on train training providers. Yeah. We call it an LMS with a capital L. So it's focused on uh, creating great uh, blended learning experiences. And I'm in this role now for six and a half years as a learning innovation leader. And uh, in my role, I like to share insights and ideas with the community and also get ideas and insights from the community back into the company. And uh, besides that, already for 20 years, I'm also partly self-employed uh, as a leadership trainer and skills trainer. Yeah. And I started my career... Um, at a Dutch technical company mm -hmm. and then moved to uh, Fuji Photo Film as a training manager, Japanese company, but uh, their Dutch branch. But mm -hmm. it was very exciting to work in a Japanese company and to learn a lot about the Japanese approaches there. So, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, my whole career I have been in uh, L&D so far and I hope to do so uh, many more years. Wow, interesting. 30 years. Uh, what I think now is I'm not even of that age. <laughs> so really long time. <laughs> Amazing. I think so. it's great to see people sharing their experience in terms of the years, uh, especially because that is how you actually see the entire shift that what happened 30 years back. So pretty interesting to know all the facts. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay, coming back to this episode for a quick round of rapid fire. And uh, I'm sure our listeners really love this round because we try to make it very fun. And we try to cheer up our audience with these uh, questions. Okay, the first question comes here. Uh, would you rather be invisible or be able to read minds? Oh, that would both be very exciting, I think. But I would choose invisible, I guess. Uh... Read minds can be very interesting, but I think mm. it also could be very scary. So uh, <laughs> I'll go for invisible. Okay. Uh, how would you train an elephant? 
uh, who loves to jump? Yeah, well, um, I think I would try to use uh, music uh, okay. to do the training. So, uh, but uh, I was prepared a little bit for this question and I found out there, there is a website, it's called elephantguide.com. Oh, wow. it really, yeah, it really exists. And they say that elephants are not able to jump. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, we don't believe that eh? we, if we didn't test it ourselves. So, uh, so I would try to do it uh, with music, using music. Have you seen any uh, kind of Harry Potter series? Because it, there it says that um, if you have to train any animal, music is the best therapy. Ah. So maybe. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Good guess. Good guess. Then. Coming back to the third question of this round. One of the dumbest thing you have ever done. I would really love to know this. Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, uh, we organized uh, a few times uh, an event that's called LFU. It's mm-hmm. called Learning Failures United. And we invite a crowd at our office and they share the, their uh, failures. Um, and, of course, uh, somebody has to start and mostly... I was the one who started uh, the show. So, but what uh, was a dumb, dumb thing for me uh, that I was a communication trainer mm-hmm. and uh, started the training. And after the introduction, there was a little break. And I said, okay, it, now is a break for coffee or tea. And then when you come back, we will uh, also use a video uh, for the training. And then there was one guy who said, well, I don't do video. And I thought, okay. I'm an experienced uh, trainer, so I said, oh, don't worry. Uh, I can imagine that's a bit uh, strange to be on video yourself. But uh, believe me, everybody at the end says it's the most uh, powerful learning experience that they have on video. So please take a coffee uh, or tea and come back. But then he came over to me and said, okay, uh, just one more thing. I don't do uh, video. I said, okay, please tell me why. And he said, I have been a prisoner of war and mm-hmm. I was captured in a cave uh, for 10 days mm-hmm. with a video recorder on one side and a Kalashnikov on the other side. So I'm not sure how I will react if you do so. So <laughs> I, was, I was quite shocked uh, that I was uh, a bit stubborn there. So yeah. but at the end, it, it all went uh, well. So yeah. if I imagine myself, there would be a big question mark. Why did I even ask this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was happy that he told me a bit more of the details I felt dumb at that time no I'll say that was the learning with the crowd rather than being a dumbest thing but yeah I think so that's how you create uh, value for people if people are very comfortable with you as a speaker they'll come and tell you what is the problem so exactly yeah I think so that was your strength rather than your dumbest idea Okay, the last question of this round is here. What would you do with your 14 minutes of fame? Yes, uh, I think if any way possible, I would try to stop the war in Ukraine. Uh, uh. I, I read and uh, listen podcasts about it every day and it, it's horrible. So uh, it would be so nice if it could be stopped. I think I won't be able to, but if I could use this 15 minutes of fame, Mm-hmm. to to, uh, to try I would do so wow Th- that's very humble of you and a lot of people just read about it but there's nothing that anyone wants to do but 
great i think so thank you so much uh, for this sweet little fun round and uh, ending it up with a very cute note so anyway uh, let's talk about the business now since i said in the starting of it, the episode that we'll talk about getting the jobs done so there are three proven hacks that you are going to talk about and how empathy matters the most for learning experience design so coming back to the business uh gear you have more than 30 years of experience that is three decades and mm-hmm. how does it feel like seeing the new era of lnd evolving with tools tricks shortcuts and what not yeah it's really exciting and uh, every time new things pop up and you think wow this is amazing and uh, it's so new and it always gives gives nice uh, opportunities uh, and i'm looking forward every time something new uh, pops up to see mm-hmm. how can we really use it and uh, make learning and of course work work better and more productive so uh, and more easy yeah and so w- when i started i think when i started 30 years ago that was all about the digital ad- adoption because then PCs uh, were brought in into the workplace. Uh, yeah. People can't imagine anymore, but we were very proud to have our own PC in those days. And uh-huh. we didn't have email yet. So uh, mm-hmm. so as a training, uh, internal training consultant, a lot of my work uh, had to do with organizing uh, and facilitating all kinds of uh, PC software training. Mm-hmm. And of course, then later on, the internet came, et cetera. So, yeah, and it moves on. And I think every time it's uh, even more exciting what pops up uh, like uh, AI in these days. So, uh, yeah, don't want to miss anything about that. (laughs) Exactly. I think so. As you see what happened 30 years back and versus what is happening now, the pace of learning has really increased. Yeah, the pace of everything has increased. Exactly. Do you think that the new evolution is good or it's not something that should have happened or it should be at a stable pace? No, it happens and it's uh, in itself, it's neutral, I would say. It's the way we use technology yeah, that makes it good or bad. So, yeah. And we have, it's okay that people are scared because we also need people who are scared and who warn us for the, the downsides of it. And yeah. of course, it's also good to have uh, the positive people to try to open in the right way mm-hmm. and as long as there is a balance uh, in that i think it's uh, it's just fine true totally agree with you one of the article that i saw on your linkedin post talks about job to be done uh that is called g jtbd uh approach how yeah. much is relevant from a professional perspective and how uh, individuals can also learn from it Yes, yeah, so uh, it originates from uh, marketing and innovation uh, literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jobs to be Done really is about a focused uh, empathy approach. And it starts with the uh, thinking that uh, people try to achieve things uh, in their life. Mm-hmm. And if we can tap into that and understand really what they are trying to achieve, and also uh, what the gains are that they are looking for and what the pains are that they experience in that uh, uh, endeavor, then we can uh, use that empathy to design solutions that uh, optimize the gains and minimize the pains. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah, um, I think that's a very important thing for designers to 
to realize that and to create uh, solutions that are uh, based on a good analysis of these uh, these parts of how people uh, are trying to to get their jobs done. Wow. Uh, can you just share some example here? I think so. It will be very relevant for the audience. Um, yeah, so the the, the most uh, well-known example is uh, a little video by Clayton Christensen. And uh, I should say, look it up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's a very interesting video when he where he talks about uh, milkshakes. Okay. And uh, he did a... He did a job uh, on how to improve sales uh, for milkshakes mm -hmm. and marketing departments asked their customers, um, would you like it uh, in a different way, thicker, thinner, chunkier, different flavors, etc. Mm -hmm. And all this uh, information was used to create new types of milkshakes, but uh, the sales didn't uh, increase. And okay. so they took a different approach and they went to the restaurant and saw that a quart, quart of all milkshakes or maybe half of all milkshakes were sold early in the morning. Okay. And they dove a, li a little bit deeper in that and uh, they saw that most of the people were commuters mm -hmm. stopping at the restaurant, only picking up a milkshake and then drove, drove uh, on again. Okay. And so they started interviewing uh, these people. Mm -hmm. And that's a typical way of asking a jobs to be done question. They asked, mm -hmm. uh, why did you hire this milkshake? Well, what did, did you hire this milkshake for? Yeah. And um, at the end, they found out that all those commuters, they uh, had a dull commute mm -hmm. and they want to uh, be entertained one way or another. And they also want to prevent that they would arrive hungry at their work. So the milkshake uh, does that job uh, in the best way for them wow. because it, it's thick. It uh, needs time to, uh, to digest it mm -hmm. and it gives you uh, enough uh, so that you can survive until lunch. Mm -hmm. And so the innovation was that uh, they... Uh, they made the straws a bit thinner so that it lasted even a longer time uh, to consume the milkshake. <laughs> so that's a very different approach than uh, for uh, innovation. And also you can think of, uh, make it easier for the clients to, to pick up only a milkshake. That would also be a possibility for innovation. Wow. So it's that kind of approach. Uh, of course, that's, that one is not related to learning, but... Mm -hmm. I tested uh, quite some approaches to learning and uh, learning uh, people very much appreciate this uh, way of looking at things. So uh, I think so. it's more to do with if you know what is the problem and how to solve it, that that's a altogether a big learning experience. And yeah. uh, in fact, when you gave me this example, I could relate it to something that we do in marketing as well. There are a lot of campaigns that we do where, you know, at times oh, what we have to do is we have to innovate those processes based on what is the response that we are getting. And trust me, there are times when we really fail and uh, the kind of campaigns that we were doing, the kind of communication that we were doing, I think so they were not working for us. 
but on a later stage when we actually realize go back and see the entire thing what we did we actually realized that the problem was in the starting because we never considered our customers for that if you yeah. don't know what is happening at the ground level how can you imagine us bringing up some random ideas to the picture and people will be like what is this uh, lady doing or why are we even considering the ideas these are coming from so yes, exactly and i think the same goes for learning design if we don't know the jobs that people are trying to accomplish then yeah. uh, how can we do uh, the, our best jobs huh? true that, that's a fair fact and i think so that's how we relate marketing and learning together yeah yeah awesome and uh, i would like to know what are the different types of gtbd approaches because this is very interesting yes yeah, so uh, that's an important question and so jobs to be done has uh, four uh, different types of jobs to be done the first is called the functional jobs to be done mm-hmm. and that's related to the tasks or to the the job that people want to accomplish that's more the uh, rational approach yeah let's say you work in a hospital and you have to take a blood sample of uh, of a patient then that would be the the uh, functional job to be done mm-hmm. but it becomes more much more uh, interesting that related to that functional job to be done there are also uh, emotional jobs to be done and social jobs to be done Mm-hmm. And uh, the emotional job to be done is uh, how a person uh, is feeling or feels during or just after doing the functional job. Okay. And so I think it's very important that we also uh, tie this emotional part uh, to the functional job to be done and, and also the, the rational part. And the other one is a social job to be done, and that is how people are perceived when they are doing the, uh, the job mm-hmm. it's more about uh, status and uh, yeah how people look at you as a professional okay and of course everybody who is a professional likes to be seen as a good professional uh, while uh, doing their job yeah and not uh, as a beginner or something like that uh, and then the fourth one is the consumption chain jobs to be done and that has more to do with uh, how easy or how are how hard it is to uh, have access to the solution yeah so the consumption chain job to be done is uh, we like to create it in a way that it's uh, most easiest uh, to uh, to have access to uh, the solution that we created okay got it i think so there are a lot of facts if we consider these types of uh, gtpd approaches because it is relevant to different kind of personas that we are looking for and mm. if i'm not wrong based on the jobs that you are doing the different types of approaches apply yeah and personas is one way to look at it but uh, in my experience personas are quite often quite generic mm-hmm. and so uh, jobs to be done really ties a, a person to the job that they have to do and that makes it more relevant yeah so what do you think some of the hacks would be around this empathetic approach that you were talking about being the since you said that it is the core of this learning experience design what should people really focus on in terms of empathy yes i think uh, empathy in general uh, sounds nice but uh, for a designer uh, you have to look at the empathy that uh, empathy that really matters 
And mm -hmm. so with jobs to be done, you can tie the, the person to the job that they are trying to accomplish. And that makes uh, the empathy a bit more relevant, a bit, uh, quite a bit more relevant. Mm -hmm. That's the first hack. So never uh, look at the person not connected to a job that they want to uh, accomplish, but always connected to the job that they uh, try to accomplish. That's the first hack. Yeah. And the second uh, hack is um, also keep in mind these emotional and social aspects of uh, trying to get a job done mm -hmm. because they are there. And uh, maybe sometimes at work, we uh, don't think too much about the emotional and social parts of of work and getting jobs done yeah. but they are there and they play they can play an important role mm -hmm. so also uh having an eye for those emotional and social aspects is uh, very important i guess and uh, gives the a deeper level of empathy anything else that you have in mind yeah i think uh doing interviews uh, mm -hmm. to really understand what uh, uh people uh, try to accomplish is very important and uh, it seems very hard every time to really ask an open-ended question and also with an open mind and to really listen to the answer mm -hmm. and I found out that uh, if you use the word um, exactly in your question mm -hmm. uh, what is it what is it exactly that you are worried about or uh, what is hard for, hard for you then it opens up uh, a very different level of, of answers. So uh, that's yeah. a kind of hack that also uh, works quite well for me. That's just an example for now. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. This episode is really getting interesting. And especially the approach and how you can link that to empathy. It's a great way to see how people and how jobs are considered in today's world. What do you think can this approach help in building a better relationship with the technology and employees? Because there's no setback that is going to come. Yeah. There's upskilling that, that's going to happen. What do you think that this technology, that this approach can actually help in terms of building better relationship? Um, yeah. I think uh, the key word here is uh, relationship. And uh, I think... Uh, coming back to my previous uh, answers that uh, we also have to take into account that uh, introducing new technology or uh, adopting technology uh, also isn't only a rational uh, thing. It's also that uh, there are uh, emotional and social components attached to it. And yeah. if we have a clear eye also on these uh, emotional and social components, I think that would uh, really be helpful for uh, digital adoption. That's a fair point because a lot of times people find that difficult. What do you think uh, digital adoption can help make this relationship build stronger with uh, these approaches if we consider that? Yes, I think if we combine them, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, digital adoption related to jobs to be done, uh, to the functional jobs, but also taking in, into account the other jo jobs to be done, I think that would be really uh, a fruitful combination. It's going to be a fun thing to look for in the coming times if that is something that someone really implements. Or maybe you yeah. can come up with that approach, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Cool. So here comes to the end of another episode of the Digital Adoption Show. 
any parting thoughts care for the audience yes of course if you want to try to uh, apply it uh, please do so um, maybe you can add the link to the linkedin post uh, in the in the show notes and it's always nice when people reach out to me and ask me for help because then i can also learn back from them again with their case etc so audience uh, feel free to connect and uh, yeah hope to see you somewhere around sometimes yeah also get is available for at a lot of learning training conferences and different international conferences so go meet him up thank you so much again for coming to this episode and it has been really amazing to know your insights and learn from you from the experience that you have so here comes to the end of the another episode of the digital adoption show listen to this episode have some fun and wait for the next episode that are going to come up stay tuned do share your feedback on apple podcast google podcast and wherever you you like or wherever you are listening and do uh, share some of the feedbacks that you would like us to incorporate in the coming shows thank you bye bye